Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and life on and off the mat. I'm Jen Eads, a white belt full of curiosity and questions about all things jujitsu. And you can connect with me on Instagram at Brassy Broad Jen. And if you have not connected with uh, the podcast, we are also on Instagram at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. Yeah, and I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu purple belt, obsessed with jiu-jitsu. Um, and if you want to see all my jiu-jitsu posts and mostly dog posts, because those are the two things I post, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you can find me basically everywhere. Instagram, uh, Facebook, whatever is AJ Klingerman. Um, we also have a YouTube page, uh, which is Beauty and the Gee podcast. And a Facebook group and a Facebook page. We're so just everywhere. Beauty and the Gee. Find us, connect with us, leave us feedback on any episodes too. Like if you've heard a conversation or you want to add your voice to that conversation. If you've got ideas for topics or things that you want to hear us talk about on the show or potential guests that you'd like to hear, because we are going to be doing more interviews. Let us know because we really do want to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and now (laughs) let me make a really awkward segue. So AJ, now I'm going to awkwardly segue into what we're talking about this week, which is getting (laughs) back on the mat. (laughs) That was flawless. (laughs) Thank you. Just like my jujitsu. It was so nice to actually be in the same room with you. Right. This week. Yes. Yeah, it's good to be back. It is. I'm a little bummed that it didn't work out, that we could actually be in the same room for recording this episode, but that day is coming. Yeah, absolutely. Because I got this, to at see least, your face today. Right, exactly. <laughs> Thanks to technology, we can at least still see each other, which makes it a lot better. Exactly. And this, yeah, see, I'm out of practice. I'm not only out of practice at jujitsu, apparently I'm out of practice at podcasting. Um, <laughs> it happens. It does. It does. So let's talk about what it's been like getting back to class now that at least in Indiana. Yeah. I think in, in everywhere is everybody are all the schools. No, definitely no. not. There's still okay. a lot of schools that are still closed. You know, a lot of New York and yeah, there's still a lot that are real shut down. And, you know, you know, you kind of said you were out of practice from the jujitsu and the podcasting standpoint. One thing that I've felt very out of practice was teaching. You oh, know, yeah. Um, James basically did all the teaching for the whole time we were closed down. And then I jumped back and I think last week I taught 12 classes and this week will be like 13. And that's not including like any private lessons. That's not including any of my own training. Like that's just teaching. And at first it was I mean, I'm still I still haven't gotten completely back in the groove, but I find myself like not using enough words. <laughs> like <laughs> You just you put your hand here where I don't know, just grab that, you know, like do yes. this <laughs> um, and 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 even not showing it enough time. So like, yeah, I've started to get a little bit better about that. Like, you know, um, it's weird because how we have to have the room set up, like usually our normal class, we are very hit the wall kind of people or right. hit the line, right? Um, uh-huh. We teach all in one direction. I mean, we rotate for different sides for you to be able to kind of see it, but everybody, you know where your audience is. But with everybody doing like the six feet apart thing, it's hard to like make sure I'm rotating to where everyone sees it and even harder on the other mat. So 
on James's side, he's still doing the Zooms because James and I are teaching on separate mats at the same time, teaching the exact same class. Well, he's still doing the Zoom. So like you have to make sure that everyone in class can see you and the people on the camera can still see you. So that's been the, you know, hardest part for me, like getting back into the groove of it. How are you managing that then energetically? Typically pretty well. I love teaching. So, uh, you know, like that helps. I also drink a lot of caffeine. So that helps. Um, <laughs> and it's a great time of year. So, you know, like I, I thrive off of just being outside in the sun. I, you know, I have a convertible. So driving with my top down, like all of those things kind of help with my energy levels. And then I still, you know, like almost every class that I'm teaching Rissers with me. So I have my best friend there with me to like laugh and, you know, that, uh-huh. that helps me keep my energy up for sure. It was so nice too having the doors open, oh, the big doors it. open in yeah. class today. Yeah. Yeah. That's been good. It has been. And um, I'll say another little hard part is just that is that I'm teaching the exact same class that James is in the room next to him. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it is. So, you know, like people are registered for like we we fill up mat A first and then people register for mat B. And then sometimes people switch around and everything. But like it feels a little nerve wracking to be like almost like I'm sorry, you have to have me as your coach instead of James. Like he's the third degree black belt. And so the other night we were teaching omoplata sweeps and like James was like, oh, that's what's on the curriculum. And I started to panic. Like, do I even know an omoplata sweep? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, it just started to be like, I don't know if I, I'm cut out for this. And so I just had him like, let me see you do them real fast so that I, you know, feel mm-hmm. like I know what you're talking about. And I have mostly white belts on my side. I think we had maybe two blue belts, not including like me and Risser. Mm-hmm. And everyone got it so well. Like our entire side did amazing. And so that was that made me feel a little more confident. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. So for me, getting back on the mat this week after, you know, kind of being on a breakup with jujitsu. <laughs> just on we're, a break, not just really on a break. break. <laughs> yeah, we're totally back together now, though. What one of the things that I feel like this is really a good opportunity to do is kind of reset and make sure that as I'm coming back to class, and drilling, kind of setting, just starting with good habits. So I think it's a great time that maybe any bad habits that I had, hopefully I've kind of forgotten them because I can tell you just even warming up. Well, okay, it happened today. We were doing warm-ups and I might've tripped on my own feet maybe and <laughs> fell. It's all right. It happens. It happens. I'm out of practice. So I feel like this is a really good time to just kind of do a little reset. So what are some of those bad habits that you think would be like, not to like, you know, make you remember them. You, but you also- tell me, AJ, <laughs> you're the one that sees them all the time. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, what are some things that you're like, when, as I get back into it, I'm going to make sure that I don't do this or I make sure that I do do this. That I, especially in drilling, that I am more intentional about not just kind of halfway doing it, like really going at it and making sure that I'm that my hands are where they're supposed to be and my feet. I know that I really struggled today when we were working on half guard stuff and just trying to keep my knee up as I was trying to pass the guard. Yeah. So yeah. just being really mindful and intentional and not 
I feel like I've maybe had a tendency in the past to not go all the way through it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. To kind of just stop, like, not quite at the right position. So, like, you get past, but you don't really get to side control kind of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I just feel like if I if I take this opportunity now to reset, because I want to be better when I'm competing or even when I'm just rolling like, okay, oh, I did what we did and what we drilled. But now what do I do that I'm in real life? What comes next? Right. And I want to make sure I'm setting myself up to have a place to go. Yeah. One thing that I've been trying to it's tough because it wasn't like it was a bad habit. Um, but I, I wasn't getting enough of my own drilling in. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say it wasn't a bad habit is because the coach in me starts to take over, right? So yeah. I would help constantly. Well, there's lots of coaches around helping. There's lots of higher rank. And I can still do that, but just making sure that like I'm coming back to my partner and getting in some drills myself. Yes. Not just counting like, oh, well, I taught it, so I don't need to drill it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would like to make sure that it like is solidified in my brain and that I'm actually drilling the move. Really solidified in my body. Like <laughs> I need muscle memory right. attached. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, I think that whole muscle memory thing is something that I really want to work on and just yeah. be intentional with. Yeah. I think micro drills help with that a lot. You know, the the pass of the lapel, like I pass it from one hand to the other just over and over so that when I get there, I, I don't even realize that I passed it already. I'm like, oh, surprise, it's in that hand. <laughs> um, just so it like you don't even think about it. It just happens. Let's talk about the solo drills. Yeah. So how's that going? That was something we started doing, I think, at the very beginning of the shutdown, whatever. At first, it started simply as a way to bring our girls together, you know, because we're a pretty close knit group and we didn't feel like we were getting that time to be together. Maybe within the first two weeks, we invited any woman anywhere. And so we opened that up for the Thursday one. And then the Monday, we kept just our team girls. Now that we're back in person, that needed to be something that we continued because um, like how I'm, you know, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know that we have it set up to where you can either like bring a partner or have a partner set up or, you know, we want to still offer something that if you're not comfortable working with other people, you still have a square. Mm -hmm. So we kept the solo drills going. We still do them on Zoom. We opened up the Monday class to anybody as well. It's no longer female only because it's not female only in-house, right? Mm -hmm. And it's been, I've been really impressed because, so we have one guy that's been attending the solo drills that he attends because he doesn't want to partner with anyone. Mm -hmm. He's an older gentleman. He takes care of his elderly parents. Like he is the reason that like it's set up this way. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So it's good that he's still getting to come in and get some movement in. And he's learning things that he probably would have never just learned in a regular class. Mm -hmm. You know, like just little things that sometimes we just don't focus on. And then the rest of the class ends up being people that have a partner for normal class and that they, you know, are willing to bring someone in or whatever. So they're people that can do regular class, but are still showing up for solo drills because they see the benefit of it. Uh So that's been really cool just to see like our solo drill class is full always. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, at one school, the other school, Uh. no one has shown up for solo drills yet. (laughs) Oh, 
You mean that school that I go to? Yeah, that might be the one. (laughs) Okay, I might have to do better on that. But it's just interesting, you know, and I think I think part of that is just because, you know, it's been a lot of the the ladies from IBJJA more that have been doing the solo drill. So it was easy for them to be like, Mm -hmm. bring my husband, bring my, you know, like, yeah. So that made it, you know, and we even talked about it endurance. They could just zoom us in and follow the same drills we do. Yeah. Okay, guess who's going to be going to solo drills now? <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, you did the ones on Zoom. Like, you see how good it is to yeah. break stuff down. Like, there's lots of drills that you didn't do before. What I really liked, we had one, like, one of the first ones uh, had 55 women from all across the, co- or the world wow. attending that class. And so many of the women were like, you know, why would I do this drill? How does it benefit my jujitsu? And so mm-hmm. even sometimes that isn't something that I think about just because I've been doing the drill so long. I'm like, why do we do that? And, you know, so it was fun <laughs> to like break it down. But, oh, this works great for this move. So, yeah, yeah they're very helpful. So can you tell who's yeah. been doing jujitsu and who hasn't been? Almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from I mean here's the thing everybody is struggling from a like cardio aspect oh yeah Um, so we're not really rolling in class or anything but sometimes we'll do some like more active drills Mm -hmm. with your partner yeah and you can tell that like oh god I haven't done that kind of thing in a million years (laughs) everybody's like that yeah but as far as like technique goes Mm -hmm. you can tell the people that have been doing the zoom classes that have been doing the solo drills that have even like have been lifting and stuff like that because they've gotten stronger like you can you can tell the people that have put in some work during this time and the ones that just took it off which either is fine it doesn't matter but you can tell Oh, yeah. I could really feel it doing even just warm ups. Yeah. I could feel that. But you knew that. You knew that's how it would be. Right. Right. I did. Oh, totally. I mean, it's not like it was super easy for me when I was training two or three (laughs) times a week. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you come back and you're like, oh, gosh. What I've been most impressed by, this is silly, but true. There's always these like stereotypes for different belt levels. Blue belt blues, a lot of times we've we've talked about that, like because blue belt becomes the goal, almost people often quit after blue belt. Like Mm -hmm. it's not as bad as it used to be, but it's still something. Well, purple belts are kind of known to like stop drilling. (laughs) Like they don't do warm ups. They don't drill. They don't, you know, like it's kind of a running joke, but it seems kind of accurate. (laughs) And all of our classes have been filled with purple belts. All the purple belts are there. They're all on the mat. They're all training hard. And um, one of the guys said something to me about it Tuesday about me drilling or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to be a purple belt forever. You know, like I got to start. Yeah. I got to start drilling more, you know, like just kind of joking. But it's it, it's interesting that, you know, as far as like the bad habits go, that feels like a bad habit that a lot of our purple belts have have broken. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. How are, how are the white belts doing? You know, doing, I got to check in on my people. Yeah, no, they're doing good. They're doing good. I think several of the white belts are more resistant to come back, not because they're afraid, but because they're not as obsessed. That makes sense. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, I think a lot of people that may have been a little more afraid are are just like, let's do this because they miss jujitsu so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. But so there are definitely white belts on the mat, you know, probably probably half the class. But typically white belts make up more than half of a class. So I almost felt like we were getting dangerously close to that. Am I going to go back? I mean, there's the podcast. I have to go back. Right. Because you can't really podcast about jujitsu when you're not doing it. Right. Even though I did kind of manage to do that the last couple months. Yeah, but nobody was doing jujitsu, so that makes it easier. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, And I think uh, Beth is super happy that I'm going back so that maybe I won't be as much of a cranky troll. Right. Not that that ever happens. No, but, but, you know, on the off chance that you might be. <laughs> right. On that rare occasion. That's why she kept feeding you cookies, because she was hoping that the cookies would make you less of an angry troll. <laughs> I have to say, I did get on the scale because I was I was worried and I was thought, OK, it's not it's not as bad as I had in my head. Yeah, what it was going to be. And I felt like, all right. So if it's not as bad, let's just keep it let's use this momentum yeah and get back to the mat and training and eating better and drinking more water and all of those good healthy things that I should be doing like six people in a row yesterday at the gym told me that I'd looked like I'd lost weight they were all you know like oh my god you've lost so much weight like every time I see you you're thinner like six people in a row and they're like are you doing it on purpose like are you dieting and all I could picture was the amount of cookies I've eaten this week alone (laughs) like no <laughs> I think I'm just do you think it's tan. the lifting I'm sure because you've been lifting, lifting. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's the lifting and I mean I've I've lost six seven pounds you know like not a lot but I, I've thinned out a little bit um mm-hmm. but yeah I'm sure it's the lifting and the fact that I'm a little more tan and that helps <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy to be back <laughs> me too me too it, I'll say the like the first day back was physically and emotionally exhausting just making sure that we were following all the new guidelines and rules and that everybody was signing the new waivers and like everyone understood like go be on an x or go be on a triangle and like did you bring a partner what do you do you know like it it was exhausting but by day two i was like all right we're doing this so this is our new groove like we're, we're gonna be good so yeah yeah it's good to be back yeah feels really good okay on and off the mat tips for this week Yeah. You want to start with our off the mat tip? Okay. Off the mat tip this week is actually a book that I'm reading because with everything that's going on right now with Black Lives Matter, I really want to make sure that I'm showing up for my teammates in the best possible way that I can on and off the mat. So that is for my black teammates and my teammates of color. How can I show up and be supportive and be a better teammate? So my my book recommendation, I started reading How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi. And um, early into the book, I've listened to him on a couple of podcasts, and I'll share links to those in the um, in the show notes. So one was on Brene Brown's podcast. Of course. Of course. Right. Because we love Brene Brown. Yeah. 
And then the second podcast, and I'm not all the way through this episode yet, is he was on Pod Save the People. So I will also share a link to that in the show notes. Great. Great. Yeah, I always love a good book recommendation. And I've seen lots of people um, sharing that book. So yeah, me too. It's definitely one I want to look into. And so I think that kind of brings us to the on the mat tip, which is, you know, being a welcoming place and making sure you're a welcoming person, kind of that be the change you wish to see in the world. You know, we were talking about it that like the mats are welcoming to everyone. We don't care what your, uh, you know, religious background is or your political background or your, you know, color or sexual orientation. Like we don't care. So I don't, I can't speak for every school that all schools are like that. But that's how a good school should be. A good school should be welcoming to everyone. You know, like if you're willing to come in and do jujitsu and work hard and, you know, be a good person, like that's all that should matter. You know, it's it's great to see people who like we had a guy that uh, this is, you know, a few years back, um, but he came in covered in white supremacy tattoos and um, he had been in prison and was basically just like that this is how I survived. Like, this is not the person I am anymore. This is this is what I look like, though, you know. Yeah. Um, and he always, always picked, you know, a black guy, a person of color, like Asian guy. Didn't matter. Like, never even tried to go with a white partner because he wanted to be like, you know, I want you to know that this that what I look like is not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in general, like in most people's lives, we live in very small circles. We don't get outside of our own people, (laughs) however that is, you know, like however that group is, whatever that group is, we don't often see from other people's perspective or get to talk to people that are on the other side of whatever the issue. But in jujitsu, like you get to meet people from all walks of life, every imaginable type of person. And so just making sure that like, if you're not in a gym that is welcoming to everyone, that maybe you should find another gym or, you know, help educate the people around you to be more welcoming and figure out the best ways you can do that. Yeah. And we will share some resources to help you get started. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Please be sure to share it with anyone else that you think would like to hear it. And we will see you on on the the mat. mat.